This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So, Bree, I remember this one time I was in a bike race around Tucson, and uh, I wasn't paying attention. We were riding down 4th Avenue, and there's railroad tracks, like street car tracks, and my bike's tire like went and wedged in to the railroad tracks, no. and I totally fell down and just like skinned my hands, everything. Ugh. I had nothing with me, nothing at all. And it's that times where you want a first aid product and you have nothing. And (laughs) active skin repair utilizes a molecule called hypochlorous acid. When applied to the skin, the molecule works by mimicking the natural immune response to cleanse, soothe irritation, reduce inflammation, and support healing. I've used it on my son's mosquito bites, and I wish I would have had it the time I totally scraped up my hands. Oh, I hear you. Like whenever I go paddleboarding, kayaking, I'm always trying to find something that is like an all-in-one that I can take with me. And active skin repair could be used like that. It can be used to treat cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, which makes it suitable for all skin types, all parts of the body, like eczema and acne-prone skin, all of that. With over 500,000 happy customers, thousands of five-star reviews, and ingredients so safe and clean they can be used from the youngest member of the family to the oldest, you now have one simple solution for all of your family's skin health needs. Visit www.activeskinrepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order. Use code NOGUILT. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom podcast. I'm your host, Joanne Crone, and I am joined here by my energetic co-host, Bree Tucker. Hello, hello, everybody. How are you? Energetic. I think that's definitely me. I'm on my like second cup of coffee today. So all the coffee. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I feel like I need all the coffee too today. It's just like one of those mornings already where I just feel like I'm dragging. I think that in the winter, I get that so much. And I'm definitely one of those people that uh, the light, the the amount of sunlight you get definitely affects them. So I don't know how I complain so much about the heat here in Phoenix uh, because it's pretty hot. And, you know, we have over 300 days a year of sunshine. I don't know if I'd ever be able to make it going back somewhere that's a little cloudy. You need the sun. You need that vitamin D. Yeah. I'd have to have like an IV of, of coffee following me around. <laughs> an IV of it. coffee. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Just keep the drip coming. Just keep the drip coming. Like two is a lot for me, but that's because it's been kind of cloudy the last couple of days. A little bit, a little bit dark. Urgh. Yeah, I usually don't go above two. I'm usually a one coffee a day person because I just can't handle it. I'll be up late at night. I mean, old age, man. <laughs> I'm I know. so old. No. Well, and I never even drank coffee until I had my kids and experienced those like, you know, years of no sleep. <laughs> and then yeah. I was like, okay, I need coffee. <laughs> you need it. You need it. So today we are talking about dealing with those mean kids. And <sighs> we know like how hard it is as a mom when uh, your kids come home and they tell you this story about someone making fun of them or someone refusing to play with them on the playground. And automatically we go into this mama bear mentality where we want to call the parents. We want to call the teacher. We want to like do all of these things. And actually that may not be the best thing for our child. Right. Not only can it be a little embarrassing when mom goes off the hinges uh, yeah. because it <laughs> 
we we are just so emotionally charged but it also doesn't help the situation does it It, all it does is teach our children to be angry and vengeful Mm -hmm. and And that's not what we want to teach right I mean because we all know at least okay so we can all reflect back to our our childhood experiences especially if you're a girl and you went to I don't know middle school or junior high uh you can definitely reflect back on the mean kids but I think of your, even as an adult, I can think of a few adults I know that are still the mean kids. They are so oh, yeah. mean and vengeful. And you're like, you don't want your kid to be that person. No. When I was teaching, there was another teacher who like you would sit down next to her in the lunchroom and she would visibly scoot away and go, ew. And I'm like, I'm sorry, how old are you? So this behavior exists in the adult world and it exists in kid world. So we kind of have to go about it another way with our kids. And instead of getting the perpetrator to like, be sorry for the error of their ways, we could teach our kids the social skills that are great to form healthy relationships. Our kid can be the shining, the sunshine that bursts through. Cause I can think of that too. Like, do you remember there, there had to have been at least a couple of kids that you remember growing up that were just nice people. They were yes. just genuinely they were kind. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right? And that's what I wish for my kids. Yeah. And when we teach our kids these social skills and how people behave when they have great social skills, we also teach them to recognize when someone else isn't acting that way so that they don't take it personally when they encounter a mean kid and they know that, hey, oh, that person needs a little bit of help relating to others. Right. They know how to work through it for sure. But today we're going to start really, really simply dealing with the mean kids. And we're going to talk about including others and how we can teach our kids to include others, which I think when you step back as a parent, that's really like what you want your kid to be. You want the kid to reach out to those who are lonely. And I I would, I like to be adult around adults who include others as well. Right. Totally. 100%. So yes, we're going to teach our kids how to like social skill, beat the crap out of the mean kids, not physically yeah. <laughs> social skill, social skill wise, bam, bam, bam. Social skill wise. <laughs> exactly. So this episode is brought to you by the make homework fun challenge pack. If you have not grabbed this yet, go get it. We have a link in the show notes. It's going to take your kids step-by-step through setting a homework goal so that they can do homework more on their own without you needing to supervise and constantly ask them, when are you going to do your homework? You can go grab that now and let's get on with the show. You want mom life to be easier. That's our goal too. Our mission is to raise more self-sufficient and independent kids, and we're going to have fun doing it. We're going to help you delegate and step back. Each episode, we'll tackle strategies for positive discipline, making our kids more responsible and making our lives better in the process. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom Podcast. We want to teach our kids how to interact with people and have these great social skills. And one thing that we need to really talk about first is this idea that people aren't naturally born with social skills, that they can be taught. Right. Like, so if you've been following the podcast, uh, we had episode 34 with Audrey Monkey, and uh, she talked about that, like how it's real, how you can coach these skills for your kids. Yeah. You can coach kids in social skills and it's a skill. Like I wish, I wish 
wish someone would have taught me social skills when I was younger, just so I wouldn't feel so shameful about my inability to like interact with others or to like how I felt so shy all the time. And I felt like so many people were judging me and I just like lacked something that made me likable and want to be pulled into the group. And it wasn't that at all. It was just simple social skills that could be taught, like how to introduce yourself to others or how to continue a conversation by asking questions of the other person. Uh, just all of those things that when we talk to Audrey Monkey, I'm like, of course, kids could be taught these things. Right. And like, and we talked about it in that episode too. Like for most of us, we don't learn those skills formally, right? Until we're in either high school or college or even worse yet after college. But the ability to, to give these skills to your children at a younger age really does arm them with this, with the ability and the knowledge to be able to deal with the mean kids and mm -hmm. to not fall into that realm of becoming a mean kid. Like we, before the episode, you and I were talking about how uh, Mean Girls is streaming right now, right? Yes. Well, we rented it. We rented oh, it on Amazon it. Prime yesterday and I showed my daughter it for the first time. My daughter's 12 and she liked it. She thought it was really funny and I thought it was super funny. And I got a lot of jokes there that I didn't get my first viewing through. <laughs> Doesn't that always happen? Like, it and you always were talking you said it was like 15 years old. I'm like, oh my gosh, is it really? Years old. We'll be right back after a quick break. Shout out to Clarendon for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Hey guys, Brie here. And let me tell you, April is a killer time of the year for me because it is crazy allergy season. I swear, everything that is in bloom looks fantastic and beautiful, but it makes it so I can't breathe. I am literally coughing, sneezing, rubbing my nose. I look like Rudolph half of the spring. It's terrible. But luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies like I do, we live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can finally breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine is the best decongestant available. It relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy, watery eyes, itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. I absolutely love it. It is the only allergy medicine that works for me. So if you're ready to live life as if you don't have allergies, it's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just one quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. You have probably heard me talk about my dog, Addie, before. And when we first got her, we didn't know that she was a counter surfer. Now, counter surfing animals are the ones who jump on counters, especially kitchen counters, when you're not looking and take stuff off of them. Well, in this instance, Addie had jumped onto the kitchen counter and eaten an entire bottle of my other dog's pain medication. You can imagine the freak out that ensued from me. So imagine this. You're at the vet's office again, knowing that vet care costs continue to rise. You're anxiously waiting to hear how expensive the bill will be. But if you had pet insurance, your pet could be covered for accidents or illnesses. That's why you should check out ASPCA Pet Health Insurance. 
The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program offers customizable accident and illness plans, making it easier for pet parents like you to help your pet get the care that they may need. They allow you to customize the plan, helping ensure that your pet's plan is as unique as they are. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program has been around for over 18 years, and they've helped more than 600,000 pets during that time. Because vet bills can really add up, especially when you're least expecting it. It's simple. Use their app to submit a claim and you'll receive reimbursement for eligible vet bills directly into your bank account. To explore coverage, visit ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash no guilt. That's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash no guilt. Again, that's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash no guilt. This is a paid advertisement. Insurance is underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by PTZ Insurance Agency Limited. The ASPCA is not an insurer and is not engaged in the business of insurance. But one thing that they did in Mean Girls, and this is really typical in girl behavior, when girls are bullying, they exclude others and they make Ugh. others feel not part of the group. That's so like awful. Regina had this rule at the plastics table that you could not wear sweatpants. And if you wear sweatpants, you could not sit there. Also, you had to only wear a ponytail once a week. And if you wore a ponytail twice a week, you could not sit there. So they were really, really bit, like using that exclusion to keep their power in like the whole school system. But we don't want our kids to exclude others. We want them to be inclusive and include everybody. And also to show them that, hey, including others is a social skill. So that when they see other kids not doing it, they're like, that kid, that kid's not using the social skill instead of, oh my gosh, I'm such a horrible person. Why aren't they inviting me over? Like that's the mindset shift that we change in our kids when we teach them that this social skill is just something that can be taught and improved on. Exactly. Exactly. So let's dive in. Let's dive into including others because Audrey in her book, Happy Campers, which I really, really recommend that you go and get if you have not gotten already, is that it's not up to the other person to include you. You kind of have to make the first step. For example, when I was, when I just had my daughter and I was probably like the only, only one of my friends who was a parent, like we were one of the first who had a baby. Ooh, that's a hard one. Yeah. It's a hard one. No one understands really what you're going through. Um, no one understands the loneliness they yeah, try, try. and they think, and they think they got it. But they yes. They, they don't. don't, they don't get Sorry. it until they go through it. <laughs> Yeah. But here I was alone at home and no one was calling. No one was texting because everyone's under the belief that, oh my gosh, they're so busy right now. They don't need me to bother them when they have a baby. And at the same time, like as a new mom, you just feel so lonely and so isolated. And I remember looking at my daughter and being like, okay, I could do this only 18 more years and I'm home free. Oh my God. Wow. That is definitely a new perspective on looking at the light at the end of the tunnel. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's when I realized I was probably suffering from some postpartum depression <laughs> and that's not what, that's not normal. And so I got my, I could just see you now, like you, you say that statement of Josh and his eyes just go, what? <laughs> I'm sure Josh's eyes go, what? A lot of things I say, honestly. Yeah. But- <laughs> you know what? They're all like that. Yeah. But no, I, I do get that feeling of loneliness. I had that too. At least I had a lot of yeah. like not wanting to get out of bed. So I get you. Yeah. So I immediately, 
I mean, not immediately, but I did find counseling right around that time because I was just crying all the time and it went way past like hormonal changes of baby blues. And I remember sitting in my therapist's office and saying like, I just feel so lonely. Like nobody calls, nobody wants to be around. And she looked at me and she's like, Joanne, it is not up to them to like make the first step. If you are feeling lonely, you need to make the first step and you need to invite someone to like hang out with you. Huge words of wisdom. Seriously, that that's yes. huge. It's huge. I've done that plenty of times with my son. Like my son is, is the non-social kid. It, it, well, not the non, okay. Out of my two, my daughter has my personality. Very loud, very outgoing. Hey, what you doing? Come over here and hang out with me. My son <laughs> is the kid that like sits there and waits for everybody to talk to him. And so it's not uncommon for us to, when they've had to switch schools or even being at the playground and his sister doesn't want to play with him at the moment, him seeing kids playing tag and he wants to join and me have to be like, you just have to walk up to them. Mm -hmm. Like you just need to make that first step, but that's scary. It's scary for adults and it's scary for kids, but it's a very important thing to remember, right? It is. It's a very, very important thing to remember and that nothing is wrong with you. If somebody doesn't come up and ask you to play or ask you to hang out, you, you need to take the first step and you need to invite them. If that is what you want, if you want someone to hang out with you, you take the first step. So it's important that we talk to our kids about that, that you go out and you include others. Don't wait for them to include you. And that includes about like just seeing a kid that's sitting there by themselves. So yes. it's not only about you. So it's not only about us talking to our kids about, hey, you take the first step when you see a bunch of kids playing tag and you want to play tag, you go over and say, can I play tag with you guys? Or, hey, I want to join you, like mm -hmm. whatever it is. But then that also includes that when you're playing and you see a kid sitting over there kicking rocks, just ask them, hey, do you want to come play with us? So let's get into the steps that we could use to teach our kids to include others. The first one is you can start with a question to your child. You can just ask them like very nonchalantly, like you don't have to sit them down. Just say like, Hey, do you ever see anyone alone on the playground? Or especially in this time of digital schooling, you could be like, Hey, is there anyone in your zoom classroom? Who's pretty quiet and you'd like to get to know more. And they might say, oh, no, or you know, <laughs> you know, the typical response, no, <laughs> no, uh, I, I'm all good. I'm all good. We're all, all good, mom. We're all good. I'm we're good. All good. No one's lonely. No one's lonely. We're good. And we're like, I call BS on that. <laughs> yes. yes. But you don't have to say it right away. You can just be like, oh, okay. And then the only thing to keep in mind is that you've just started this conversation. You've just started the wheels turning in your child's head to notice who might be lonely or who might be quiet. Cause I bet you, if they say no before this instant, it just didn't come to their attention that people were lonely and people were oh, yeah. quiet. Yeah, totally. I can see that. So starting with the question, that is the first step. The second step, show them how to do it, how to make the first move. We always think of like parenting, like full house where like Joey and Danny and uh, Jesse, they all sit down with DJ and there's just emotional music in the background where they have this amazing heart to heart talk. <laughs> and then DJ's like, you're right. <laughs> yeah, that that's how it never is. happened. That has never happened in my house ever. No, it's like, it's not real parenting and we can't just tell our kids what to do. They have to see us do it, which is really, really hard. I think as a parent sometimes, because we want to like sit our kids down and we want to feed them like 
all the information that we've gained over the years and just like instill it in their brain, all of our massive amounts of experience. Ooh, but ooh, yeah, yeah. I wanted, I wanted to be able to do that. Oh, what was that show? Um, Chuck, did you ever watch that show, Chuck? I didn't know. Oh my, okay, okay. So the, the point of this is, sorry, it, that you just made me think about that. And I'm sorry, sorry for everybody listening, me taking on a sidetrack because this is just how Bree's brain works. But he had, there was this computer chip and it, if you open the program on your computer, you saw all these images and just, it was like matrix. Like you immediately downloaded all the information and you knew everything. So like, mm-hmm. that's what I, you're 100% right. Like we have all of this stuff that we know from years and years of experience of living our lives. Some more than others. And you just, and you, you just want to be able to give all of that to your kid right away. Because like you were saying in the beginning, we don't want them to suffer through like we did. We don't want them to feel lonely. We don't want them to cry Mm -hmm. themselves to sleep. We don't want those are painful feelings. Yeah. And we just want to be able to make it all better. We want to be able to have that, that full house moment where we sit there and we speak and our kids like, oh my gosh, you're so smart. But it's, yeah, that's not how parenting works, is it? Can you imagine <laughs> if your kid like sat there and was like, you're so smart. I think like I would fall down on the floor. I'm like, what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? And what did you do with my kids? <laughs> Can I keep you? <laughs> no, just joking. <laughs> So instead of telling them exactly how it should work or what they should do, the best is for us to show through our own example that uh, they see you bringing cookies to a neighbor down the street who might be lonely or bringing food, but they're seeing you do those small acts of friendship and including others and reaching out to others. And that makes a bigger impact than that full house moment. Totally. And you know, it's funny that you bring that up because um, during the pandemic, I've pointed that out to my children that are 12 and 13 a few times of like, Hey, have you talked to so-and-so in a while or whatever? And, um, and they typically, they typically say they haven't. It's just like a matter of, Oh, okay. Well, you, have you thought about texting her or calling her or talking to him? And they don't really, they, they act like they don't know what I'm talking about. Like I'm speaking in tongues. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the show Parks and Rec. Like, I don't know if you caught the pandemic reunion of Parks and Rec. Did no, there was a pandemic no. okay, reunion. Yes. And they did it all through like these Zoom calls. It was really cute. But Leslie No, uh, played by Amy Poehler, she was the one checking in on everybody and being like, hey, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? And so I always think of that character when I, I want to check in on people. I'm like, I'm being Leslie Nope right now. And I'm good with that. <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh, please. I want to have that undying optimism and perkiness. Yes. <laughs> we'll be right back after a quick break. Hey all, it is Joanne and Bree here and we want to tell you about a podcast that you should check out. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Uturbe and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. And in this latest season of Understood Explains, it covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP and it busts common myths about special education. We actually just listened to the episode, IEPs, Does My Child Need an IEP? And here is what we loved about it. I loved that it was so digestible. Like it was such a short episode and all of the topics, which could be really confusing to parents, were easily explained. 
And I loved how they gave great concrete examples because you know how much I love me a good example. They explained what kind of services and supports you could actually see on a child's IEP or individual education plan. And they explained those acronyms that nothing drives me more crazy than when there's acronyms and I don't get it. I don't know what it stands for. They took the time to explain everything in so much detail and to cover concerns that a lot of families have about special ed services. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains, or just click on the link in our show notes. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask-Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. Yeah, so the first way we could teach kids to include others is first start with that question so that they start noticing those situations around them. And then the second way is to show them through our own behavior. And then that brings us to the third way where we teach them something that Audrey Monkey in her book called friendship bids. Ooh, friendship bids. What are those? Yeah, those are just those small little invitations to ask people to join you to do something. So it's something simple like, do you want to join our Minecraft game? or want to sit next to each other at lunch, six feet away, six feet yeah. away. <laughs> in current <laughs> times, in, in current 2020 do times. Sit, do you want to sit six feet away from each other at lunch? <laughs> or like, want to be my partner for this? And sit six feet away from me. <laughs> hey, want to get my number? We can text. There you go. <laughs> yeah. There we go. I'll but, borrow my mom's phone. <laughs> but just those, teaching those little friendship bids, those small invitations that you can make that invite someone to join you to do something. And a great way for kids to get comfortable with that, because that's another thing too. Um, I'm going to say this to the parents that are like me, where perhaps social skills aren't something that's difficult for you. It comes to you naturally. You have no problem walking up and talking to people. But if you've got a kiddo that's even slightly less outgoing than you, you really have to break it down for them because to you, it's, it's natural. Okay, I would just walk up to you and ask if you want to do something, whatever. But they don't think about it that way, right? They just look at it as this like huge situation and they don't even know how to start the conversation. So that's where role-playing is so helpful, right? Yeah. And I can say from, I I am a former shy kid and I act like I am outgoing and have been that way my entire life. But I was explicitly taught the steps on how to include others and how to start a conversation through my training as a camp counselor. And I, I credit that for like all of my outgoingness where social skills were taught because we had to know how to interact with campers to make them feel great and loved and part of a community. So kids can learn this and you can take a shy child and give them the skills to interact with people and form really, really great relationships. Uh, so it's not all lost. 
it's not natural in everybody and it can be taught. Yes. And you know what? And I'm going to just put in this plug. Okay. I'm still going back to mm-hmm. the episode that we had with Audrey. I, Audrey, mom I'm camp. still pulling for that mom's <laughs> camp. Uh, the, the mom mom camp. And the kids are across the lake at their camp learning these social skills <laughs> where I'm learning my mom skills. But on top of that too, like talking back about family meetings, that's that a great is. place to work on role play, right? Like if you're having family meetings, it's an environment where you guys have trust and everybody can work on it together and they can see that nobody is feeling like there's anything wrong with you having to learn these skills. Everybody's learning them together. I take the stigma away. Taking the stigma away is important because sometimes when you sit one-on-one with a child, they immediately think that they are deficient in whatever skill you're trying to teach them. But if you're working on it as a family, then that totally changes the whole situation. And it brings us back to the whole full house scenario, like you know, parenting moments where you sit down and try to have a heart to heart with your kid. It doesn't always work out that way. They don't see it as helpful. Like you said, they see it as, gosh, I messed up. Mom has to sit down and talk with me about it. Exactly. He's not talking to sis about it, you know, whatever it is. And you're like, no, it's just, I'm trying to be respectful, but that's where family meetings give you that great, safe environment where you guys can all do it. Yes. And we have an episode on family meetings. If you go back and look at that, we'll put the episode link in the show notes as well. Yes. Why? Why am I blanking on that one off the top of my head? It's all good. We'll put them in the show notes. Oh, we'll no. put it in the show notes. <laughs> We just went through three steps you could take to teach your kid that social skill of how to include others. First, it is start with a question to get their mind going. The next is to show them how through your own behavior and your own actions. And then the last thing is to teach them those small invitations that they can make to others to start that relationship and start other people joining them in doing things. And I want to emphasize that the best way to teach kids how to avoid mean kids is not to teach them to avoid them rather to teach them these social skills that they can use themselves and can use to make the world a kinder place. Right. Because even in the movie Mean Girls and in real life, if there's one thing I have noticed that killing people with kindness really does disarm those people that are trying to get at you. And a lot of times the mean kids, for whatever reason, there is something that they're trying to get out of you. And if you don't give it to them, you don't give them the anger, you don't give them the, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm so upset. And you give mm-hmm. them the kindness back. They kind of like, well, this is dumb. I'm not getting anywhere with this. Though in Mean Girls, Regina had to be hit by a bus <laughs> before she moved on. Well, yeah, that was a really a very <laughs> particular situation. <laughs> so, hey, if you are enjoying this podcast, hit subscribe on your podcast player and you'll get new episodes from us every Tuesday and Thursday. And we would love it if you could take two minutes just to write us a quick review and hopefully we earned your five stars. That helps everybody who has not yet found the No Goat Mom podcast to find it. So until next time, best mom's a happy mom. Take care of you. Talk to you later. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? 
And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts.